0: Holy metaphysics, Batman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's philosophy talk.
0: My spider senses are starting to tingle.
1: What can superhero comics teach us about philosophy? What can philosophers learn from Batman, Black Panther, and Spider-Man? They're using the horizontal cut, but in close, like they are, the thrust is a better move as it's more likely to cause real injury and less likely to be blocked by your opponent. Do you understand?
0: Twin Earth. Swamp thing. Evil genius.
1: Possible worlds.
0: Are these philosophy, comic books, or both?
1: When men are growing up and they're reading about Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, these aren't fantasies. These are options. Is Superman a utilitarian? Is Batman a deontologist? Has Superman been reading John Stuart Mill? Our guest is Nathaniel Goldberg, co-author of Superhero Thought Experiments, Comic Book Philosophy. Philosophy
0: and the superhero. Stay put. I'll be back in a flash. On our next new episode, we'll be talking about money. What it is, where it came from, and whether
1: we'd be better off without it. And we want to hear from you. We can't take live callers while we're sheltering in place, but we can read your emails and listen to your voice memos. So if you have questions or comments about the nature and value of money, please send an email or a voice memo to comments at Can comic books reveal deep truths about human nature? What can Marvel's Miracle Man teach us about metaphysics? Should kids really be learning ethics from Batman and Superman? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming to you from our respective shelters in place via the studios of KALW San Francisco.
0: Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ray teaches philosophy
1: and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, we're thinking about philosophy and the superhero. Can we use superhero comics like a decoder ring to unlock ancient philosophical mysteries? No way, Ray. I mean, comics are great fun and
0: everything, but they're hardly real philosophy.
1: Oh, why not? They set up philosophical thought experiments, don't they? Like, what if you think you're observing the world around you, but actually your perceptions are being controlled by an evil genius? I mean, that's a cool thought experiment, but that's just straight out of Descartes, out of the meditations. Oh, yeah, but it's also the premise of Alan Moore's Miracle Man series. The evil Dr. Garganza kidnaps orphans, and while he works his plot, he keeps them locked in a world of dreams. Fine. Okay, so Alan Moore ripped off a thought experiment from Descartes. When have comic book artists ever made an original contribution to philosophy? Well, Josh, what about time travel stories? In issue 56 of The Avengers, Captain America travels back in time and tries to rescue his former sidekick, Bucky, from a fatal plane crash.
0: Okay, cool story.
1: No, not just a cool story. It raises fundamental questions about the nature of time and causality. Like, can we change the past or is it fixed forever? I
0: mean, I love those questions, Ray. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think this is a good way of getting at them. Time travel? That's a conceptual mess. You go back in time to save someone who died, but then if you save them, they didn't die? Uh Aha! See, we're having fun arguing about it. Well, fun, sure, but I mean, is it any more than just fun? Time travel isn't possible. So, comics aren't helping us solve real-world
1: philosophical problems. Yeah, but comics are also totally relevant to real life. Like, what about the plot from Watchmen, where Ozymandias stages an alien attack on New York? Alien attack? That's your real-world philosophical problem? Yes! The attack kills millions of people, but it prevents the Earth from being destroyed in an all-out nuclear war. So, should you try for the greatest good for the greatest number, or should you follow the rules? Okay, you know what, I'll grant you that is a real philosophical question. But I, I just don't know
0: if there's anything special about the comic book format. I mean, I mean, why not just write an essay? If, if you write an essay, people are going to have an easier time understanding your arguments, and then they're not going to have to flip through all those pages and pages of pictures. Hey, Josh, the pictures communicate
1: ideas in their own right. Well, ideas, you can put those in words too. Yeah, but images have a level of detail that words just don't convey. The layout of comic panels can signal the order of events in time, or it can tell you about relationships of cause and effect, and you can use color and artistic style to communicate a mood. You know what, Ray? These are actually really good
0: points. I'm willing to give comic books a chance.
1: Uh Aha! Yes! Cool! So if you were a superhero, which superhero would you be? Oh, email man. Can answer all messages in 20 minutes. Wouldn't you rather be moisture man? Moisture man? Who's that? We are about to find out. We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed to Comic-Con to investigate larger-than-life do-gooders. She files this report.
2: My favorite superhero is Moisture Man. You probably haven't heard of him. He's no Clark Kent. But if you read the book Third Class Superhero by Charles Yu, he might ring a bell. Moisture Man can take two gallons of water from the moisture in the air and shoot it in a stream or a gentle mist. It's not a very useful superpower. It might not even be a superpower at all. So I recently strolled over to a Comic-Con convention in Concord, California to meet more capable heroes. Or at least people dressed up as fictional characters from comic books, TV shows, and movies. I'm dressed as Princess Leia today. The one-of-a-kind, innovative, vicious wolf beast. Senior Deadpool. Ghostbuster. I asked attendees to tell me about heroes that make them think the most.
0: Darling money, Penny, you know I never even look at another
1: woman.
2: Joe Mano picked James Bond.
1: Men would love to be James Bond. I would love to be James Bond. Women like to be with James Bond, so, you know, yeah.
2: He says James Bond represents the good guy.
1: Presidents, they always, you know, like Ronald Reagan was a big James Bond fan. John F. Kennedy, had From Russia With Love as his number one book to read. Bill Clinton was a big fan of James Bond. In
2: 2019, when President Donald Trump learned a James Bond adaptation was driving an electric car, he tweeted, Sean Connery drove a coal-powered Aston Martin full of ready and willing women in the trunk. It was a simpler time. In any case, a lot of the men I spoke to chose heroes that embody pure righteousness or brutal strength. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Andrew Danielle Ramirez admires the incredible Hulk. The Hulk's strength increases geometrically as he grows angrier. He's able to toss mountains around like they're toys. He grows strong enough, he's able to throw planets around. But then others I spoke with picked characters who show weakness as well as strength, like Gwen Helt, who picked Harley Quinn from Batman. Hey guys, I'm back. Harley Quinn has a PhD in psychology and she falls in love with the Joker. She was
1: manipulated and gaslit into being the person that she became. So she became Harley Quinn because of the way the Joker treated her and the lies he told her.
2: But then, Gwen tells me, they break up and Harley Quinn holds onto parts of herself that the Joker created while attempting to forge her own identity.
1: She knows that she doesn't want to just do evil for the sake of evil. She wants to do radical and drastic things to change the world.
2: Harley kills people in the process, but there are times when she is compassionate and loving.
1: Her idea for the world is that you should be responsible for yourself. You shouldn't be stupid. You shouldn't mess with other people in ways they don't deserve to be messed with, but if they deserve to be messed with, mess with them.
2: Harley Quinn is damaged and obsessive, kind and loyal, good and evil. And that brings me back to my fictional hero, Moisture Man. In the story, Moisture Man is depressed because all he can do is squirt out water. He's sad because, at the end of the day, he's just a regular amount of good and a normal amount of evil. In other words, a complicated superhero. Did somebody see you with
0: a car like over your head and call you Superman and you cut out an S and sewed it up on your thing there?
2: You know, like the rest of us. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed.
0: Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.